Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. So welcome everybody. Happy festive season. We're hoping you're having a lovely month of celebrations. Stress-free month. Yes. Hopefully you've implemented some of the tips we gave you last week and you're enjoying and relaxing through your festive season rather than stressing out. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to discuss a little bit about what to do after Christmas. Hopefully you survived and you've enjoyed it and then we're going to discuss what happens next. Boxing Day, you wake up and you think, "Uh uh-oh, what do I do now? Hopefully we can help you through that. Yep. Uh, Boxing Day, I wake up and go, woohoo, a day off, I have to do nothing. Uh, I don't start thinking about my pack up until well after Boxing Day. So actually, that's interesting. There, that's something we can talk about briefly. Is when's the right time to start packing up? Like everyone's different. What do you do, Tara? Oh, depends where we are. Obviously, if we're away, we just you know it happens whenever we've got to leave wherever we are. But if we've got Christmas at home, I usually let Boxing Day be pretty chilled but on the 27th I might start saying to the kids okay it's time to move some of these items out of the lounge room it's time to put the new coloring books away in your desk and things Mm. like that so I'm pretty quick but that's because I don't I I don't relax really laying around in a room watching a movie with toys and books and stuff scattered everywhere so I will start that pretty soon Mm. after Christmas what about you no, I like to extend the holiday feeling as long as possible. Um, so, yes, packing up and putting away of presents, that does tend to happen fairly fairly soon for me. So, you know, maybe not exactly the first day after Boxing Day, but it starts to, you know, it starts to happen. And usually I start by just collecting things in groups. So, like on the living room floor, they'll be just, I'll start to pile things and I'll pile, you know, everyone's presents all together so that they've got their own pile. And then when it's time to create homes, they just go to their own pile and start to, you know, rehome all of the things. So, that's for me, I don't do it all in one go because I like that slow and easy feeling to stay around. But it's, I, I do the, kind of do it in little baby steps I guess and you know but bringing the decorations down isn't there a date that you're meant to do it there's some kind of unwritten rule or is it the 6th of January yeah because that's the 12 days of Christmas ah yes that's what it is so by the 12th day of Christmas your decoration should be down so I think Christmas day is day one and then Uh I think that's the theory. That doesn't work okay. for me. My my tree's down by New Year's. Oh, I'm the opposite. Mine stays up until like Australia Day. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, but see, I, I will put mine up early. So I've already had two months of a tree up in my house, so I'm ready to take it down by New Year's. <laughs> uh, I do. It's always done before school starts again. That's always a project I do before school starts because um, it's done in – during the holidays I guess in holiday mode and I don't work a lot during the school holidays we always go away in January because it's our quietest month so it's yep usually we go away then we come home and we have an we often have an Australia Day barbecue most years we have an Australia Day barbecue if we're not renovating or doing something else and so I do it before the Australia Day barbecue 
um, quite a lot. So it's around, usually I think Australia Day is my day. So I'm guessing you don't have a real tree then because in Australia, if you left it up till the middle, late January, it, all the pine needles would be on the floor by then. <laughs> no, I don't do new trees. I'm like, that's too much work. It, it goes against my, remember we talked about last week with my theme? Yeah, <laughs> my theme right. of do as little as possible. Yeah, so that's why um, real trees, it doesn't fall into my do as little as possible theme, my MO. We don't have a real tree here anymore. We did in the UK and that was brilliant. I felt quite bad though. The first year we went out and were looking at trees and I thought, oh, are we going to buy a new tree, have a new tree that's cut down every year just for our pleasure? So we bought mm. a small one in a pot and then we replanted it into our garden oh, that's <clears throat> after lovely. Christmas and then we would dig it up, put it back in a pot, bring it inside for six weeks and then we'd put it back in the garden. And when we left we put it in our neighbor's garden so they yeah. could use it the following year. So that made me feel better about a real tree, but, yeah, we don't have a real one now either because it's up for so long. I love that idea. I've never considered planting it, ripping it out, <laughs> putting it inside and then putting it back out in the garden again. I love that. I don't know how it would work here in Australia because mm. the trees might suffer a bit in the heat. In the UK, because it was always snowy and cold, everything's pretty much dormant anyway. Yeah, so it's a, yeah. it's an easy time to kind of, well, it's not fun being out there in the snow replanting a tree, <laughs> but <laughs> but you don't trying do to dig it damage. down, dig it dig down into the um, permafreeze. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Je so it's clear that you and I are quite different in in our setting up and our packing up as far as the timings go, but as far as the practicalities go, I reckon we're probably you know pretty similar. What do you do with all of the rubbish? Um, so like most things, I try to get really organised. So we discussed last week about trying to wrap with reusable items and things like that. So the less amount of packaging you put onto your gifts, the less packaging you have to dispose of afterwards. Mm. So that's a way to get you in the zone early, think of it early and think about the cleanup when you're doing the wrapping. That's a good way to start. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i one of those people that save some packaging. If there's paper, I will try and take it off semi-neatly. I don't make my kids do that. They love the quick and dirty rip of everything yeah. and that's fine. That's part of the It's so Everyone has to the sit joy. there for five minutes waiting for you to open your present because you do it so slowly. <laughs> yeah, and then I fold up the paper afterwards. But the thing is I have an amazing wrapping paper storage box. One day I will put that on social media and you can all have a look. So I have a really mm. organised packaging system and I have the space to keep that stuff. So if you don't have the space to keep paper and ribbons and stuff for next year, then don't just – don't stick them in a bag and jam them under a bed because you probably won't mm. remember them next year anyway. But do you keep any of that rubbish and packaging? Uh, I keep I keep nice ribbons because they do they they are handy and I've got like a little box of them and it, it, it again it like we've said so many times it's just all about really the boundaries isn't it about how many you you keep and I've got uh, two of those underbed storage tubs that fit under my bed, which have um, both Christmas and birthday 
wrapping paper and ribbons and stuff like that so i've got like one box inside that tub which has got ribbons in it and so when that's full i just go through and throw out any ribbons that i don't think i'll use and then i add more if some come along so like the other day my kids had to wear pink to school as part of a fundraiser and zoe had a pink t-shirt but ethan didn't have a pink t-shirt that he could wear so i said to him just go dive in the ribbon box and see what you can find and he came out with a a hot pink ribbon and we tied it around his arm around his upper arm um over his t-shirt so that he was wearing his pink thing and we did it it had like happy easter written all over it <laughs> so i just did it upside down so we it just looked like it was just a plain pink uh pink ribbon but uh yeah so that's we've i've got a little stash uh, of ribbons so I do add to that at Christmas time if I do get some nice ribbons on some presents but only to a certain point and what do you do with your Christmas cards well I don't I hardly get any anymore but I tend to save them I have a box of cards where I put cards into that we received after they've been out for a while so I leave like I said I leave all of the cards out and all the decorations up until almost the end of January so in the normal pack-up of decorations, I also also put the cards away and they go into a memorabilia box or they go into the recycling, just depending. If it's something that's been hand-painted or if it's you know special in some way, I will keep that. But most of the, the normal ones I look at, appreciate and then uh, recycle. Yeah, we're the same. We, we recycle yeah. most of ours now. We used to, when the kids were littler, um, and we used to always sit down once school had broken up and do a bit of Christmas craft. Rather than going and buying more stuff to do craft with, I would keep the fronts of all of our Christmas cards from the year before and put them in their kids' craft box. And then I would get them to cut out the pictures and make new cards from the fronts of last oh, yep. year's cards. And then we'd give, you know, give them to family and things like that. And that was a really easy way to do Christmas craft without buying too much new stuff. And the Christmas cards got a second life as well. Um, But again, that was because we had the space to store them. So if, Mm. you know, you can have the best intentions to keep your cards and use them again for something. But if that's not realistic, if you're too busy in December to sit down and do Christmas craft with your kids, then I'd say recycling is the way to go. Yeah, you don't. I mean, you don't want to be storing something just for the sake of it, or just because you don't like the waste. You want to actually store something because it's going to give you value at some point. And if it doesn't give you value, then yeah, there's no point. Especially if you're tight for storage space. If you live in a small home or something like that, keeping these things for uh, no specific reason um, is, you know, a waste of space. And Christmas is tough anyway because we keep so much stuff for. Some people, it's only up for a few weeks of the year. For me, you know, it might be six weeks or something, but still Mm. it's a lot of real estate in your house to give over to stuff which is only out or only used for six weeks of your entire year. So you've got to be really careful and manage that carefully, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We have to remember that that this stuff isn't our day-to-day important living stuff. And so it does have a lower priority as far as storage allocation goes. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's what we do with the stuff that we keep. What about the stuff that we know we're not really going to keep, like the recycling and things like that? Because we do tend to generate a fair amount of recycling. And I know that often the bins can get a little bit full with entertaining and just general extra busyness 
in December. What do you do about that, making sure that the recycling bins don't get overly full? Sometimes we will send rubbish home with people, which is, you know, not exactly the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, take, Thanks take for coming. Here's a bag of recycling. <laughs> um, I probably would only do that with very close friends or family. But... Um, or neighbours, because, you know, when our neighbours come over for a few drinks, I'll be like, right, our bin's full. You can take this, <laughs> this box of bottles and put it in your bin on your way down the driveway. Oh, that's so um, that's um, I mean, the thing is, most of us have been there where we're at maximum capacity mm. with our bins. So if you need to ask a favour, get it done rather than having that stuff hanging around. Otherwise, you get to the middle of January and you're still trying to catch up on, yeah. on getting all your rubbish out. Especially if you go away as well like when there's a rubbish collection. So at our place, our bins, like we can't just sort of say to a neighbour, oh, can you just come and get our bin when you do yours? Because we've got um, a, a electric fence, uh, not electric fence. <laughs> not, we're not gonna... Sounds like you live on a sheep station. <laughs> I know. I didn't mean, I meant like with, uh, automatic gates. So they can't yes. just open the gates and walk in and whatever. But it's all hidden away. So generally, if we go away, our bins don't go out on bin day and so then you end up a bit behind that's something that yeah when you get if you get planned to go away maybe as well make sure that you've got some way of getting your bins out so that you don't have a rubbish hangover when you get home yeah and if you're um eating seafood and have oh, yeah. prawn shells and things like that most people will do this wrap them up in newspaper or whatever pop them in your freezer and then only put them in your bin on the day it's being collected don't put them out on Christmas Day if your bins aren't being collected for another two weeks because it's going to stink. <laughs> That's a great idea. What we have to do when we do that, we'll put a reminder in our phone for bin day to say get the prawn shells <laughs> out of the freezer because otherwise it can be February. And I'm like, what's that wrapped in newspaper in the back of my freezer? Well, I was just thinking, I was just thinking, knowing me, I'd forget about them. And then I'd get them out of the freezer one day thinking that was something else. In the morning, oh, I'll just grab some stuff out to defrost. I'll grab this handful of this package, put it in the sink to defrost or put it in the fridge somewhere to defrost. And then a few hours later, go back and be like, oh, it's not what I thought it was. <laughs> prawn heads. <laughs> having prawn heads for dinner. for dinner. But I did that when just recently, probably only a month or two ago, is I grabbed what I thought was a roast out of the freezer to defrost it, put it in the fridge. And then at the end of the day when I got home, I've started to like pull it out to prepare to cook, cook it. <laughs> and I realized it was last year's Christmas ham <laughs> leftovers. And I was like, oh. And then I said to Mick, um, right, so we're not having a roast for dinner because I don't have one here. I said, or we could eat year old Christmas ham or we can have toasty. So um, Pickles got the, the leftover defrosted Christmas ham that had been in there for way too long. Oh, happy Pickles. <laughs> yes. She's got an iron, a cast iron stomach, uh, whereas we don't. Mm. So we touched on taking trees down and decorations down and when we do that, where do you put yours? Where, how, how do you store them and, and how do we do that without, you know, filling our attics and our understair storage and stuff like that mm. with, with a whole lot of clutter? Got any tips for us? Well, prevention is better than cure. So we've said this a few times, but reducing the amount of decorations that you use will also then reduce the amount of decorations that you have to store. So making sure that you don't overdo it with the whole decorating theme thing. 
I mean, obviously, if you're really into it and you've got the space for it, you know, obviously fill your house and you can look like Sanders Workshop in there. You know, that's totally Good. cool. I'm glad you said that because that's me. <laughs> Sanders Workshop House, yeah. <laughs> yes. But if, if you've got the room to store it, if you don't have the room to store it, you might have to make some sacrifices and some compromises and, and maybe just have one room that looks like Santa's Workshop instead of the entire house or, or something like that. There's lots of customised storage that you can get for Christmas decorations and, and things like that, but they're not 100% necessary. And you may well have storage around the house or boxes and containers around the house that you can actually use for Christmas that work just as well as the really expensive customised stuff as well. So you don't have to really spend a lot of money to store um, your Christmas decorations. We personally store them in moving boxes because we have an overabundance of moving boxes on supply all the time. Uh, so mine are stored in moving moving boxes up in one of the kids' wardrobes and the tree itself is stored in the shed. So I have three, two boxes of decorations and one box of tinsel. So that's pretty much all I have and I don't really have too many. And then the Christmas tree, of course. Wow, I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also, I love, it sounds absurd I'd, I'd quite like putting my decorations away because it's always kind of a mad frenzy family affair music going when we put it up it's like I don't I might see the decorations go up but I don't always handle them where no one else ever wants to really help me take the Christmas tree down yeah, I know, right? I'm still in the zone <laughs> so I'll, I'll put my Michael Bublé Christmas album on and and take them down. And then I kind of have this secondary reminisce yep. about, oh, this decoration, I remember we got that when we were here or this was a gift from so-and-so. And, -so. and, and I'll, I wrap all mine in tissue paper, all the delicate mm. ones anyway. We've got quite a few felt ones as well because we do a little Christmas tree outside and so <laughs> the outside decorations are like the soft felt ones so that if they blow off, there's no smashing or if the tree blows over in the wind, there's no issues. Yeah. So and then. I'll, I use most of my storage is either shoe boxes and things mm. like that or Christmas bags. You know when people buy you a big Christmas gift and it either comes in a big reusable oh, yep. Christmas bag with a Santa on the side or those paper bags. And a lot of – so my, I use all of those again to store my decorations. Ah. So they're all in different size bags and stuff and they're all in my – uh, in the kids' playroom cupboards, they've got a huge storage cupboard, so that's full of Christmas decorations. Okay. And then our big stuff, our lights, are outside. Our giant waving snowman and the reindeer. <laughs> giant waving <Those> snowman. <laughs> uh, we have some garden stakes. Like we've got some garden stakes that we it sort of says like Santa Park here or something like that. So we've got a few of those that go in the front garden, and they they do live in the shed with the Christmas tree because they're a little bit too big to fit in my boxes uh i would i've never thought of using the bags because i worry about things getting crushed so i tend to have like i do definitely use the shoe boxes but i have boxes inside boxes so my main box i'll open that up and there's like four shoe boxes inside that with all of the individual bits and pieces but unlike you i mm -hmm. i really find packing away christmas decorations a bit therapeutic and meditative i i really enjoy it too maybe we're weird mm -hmm. i don't know <laughs> Yeah, maybe we just like sorting and organising. Yeah. I think the key is think of yourself next year when you get it all out, when you're packing it away. And this is probably maybe it's more of my control freak side coming out, which is why I like doing it. Because if there is something broken, I will throw it away, not pack it mm -hmm. away. And 
if or if I can repair it, I will do that too. Yeah, and you repair it before you put it, you pack it away because in the lead up to Christmas, like you're saying, you know, you're thinking of future you unpacking that stuff in the lead up to Christmas. Do you have time to do all those repairs and are you in the mood to, to be careful about it? So it'd be better to open up a fixed one next year than to open up a broken one and have to fix it. Yep. And you've actually suggested to me some very clever ways to store some small items mm. um, like egg cartons and stuff. Do you want to go through those? I really like the idea of this. Yeah, there's you can reuse heaps of stuff to just to separate out and egg cartons is a good one for baubles and especially delicate ones. So like glass baubles will fit nicely in um, egg cartons and glass ones also quite good um in like segmented wine boxes or in the boxes that they came in this is one of the times when i think that it's worth keeping the boxes things came in most of the time i'm a real advocate for you know once you unwrap the thing you throw away the box and that's it you don't you don't need that anymore but with christmas decorations especially with delicate items like glass ornaments we've got glass christmas tree ornaments and they they go back into the box that they came in because they're, it's it's very uh, padded and secure and safe for them. Whereas if I just sort of put them loosely into something or I'd need tissue paper and a whole lot of work, whereas the box works quite well. So for your delicate stuff, keep the box they came in or you reuse bits and pieces that you can find around the house. When you do your tinsel, if you wrap it around a sheet of cardboard, it doesn't get tangled that way as well and then you can just sort of lay those sheets of cardboard or flat one on top of each other with all of your different tinsels on them and the same goes with lights as well christmas lights are really well stored wrapped around a piece of cardboard and if you put if you cut little notches into the edges of the cardboard as well it'll the string will fit the what's the word the cable will fit into those little notches and keep them from sliding off the cardboard as well where have you been where have you been for the last 30 odd years of my life i needed that my christmas lights i love christmas lights but every year i think i get five new gray hairs just trying (laughs) to untangle them and i and i always go right this year i'm going to tidy them away before i put them away and i will put them in what i think is the neatest you know, line and yeah. I'll wrap them and then I'll put, you know, bag ties on them to keep. And then next year I go to get them out and I'm like, who's been in here meddling with my fairy lights? Because they're just, <laughs> I can never manage it. So I'm going to try that this year and I'll get back to you, let you know yeah. if that, the cardboard idea worked for me. Yeah, it works for me. Uh, I quite like it. So tissue paper is it's helpful and leftover. You could use, well, here's an idea that just popped in my head. You could also use leftover wrapping paper as padding for your fragile items as well mm-hmm. well that's usually the tissue paper that i leave mm. because i don't really reuse tissue paper but if stuff comes wrapped in tissue paper that will go to go in between my yeah. my items and because after a couple of years of wrapping things in tissue paper the tissue paper kind of loses it does. its effectiveness yeah. i think but so wrapping paper would same with bubble wrap like wrapping paper if yeah, you wad up paper. wrapping paper and if you just get a good like scrunch it up and then unscrunch it and then scrunch it and then unscrunch it and it softens and that can mm. then be used to to stuff stuff in between your items in in their boxes as well to keep them safe. Yeah, I really like that. Do you do any sorting of your decorations? Like, do you have themes and things like nah. that to make it easier for when you bring them well, out? If people do do themes, it's a really good idea to store them in themes. But I'm very much a 
we have the same stuff year in year out and i don't and occasionally i'll get new uh, decorations mum 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 almost always buys me a nice christmas ornament for christmas uh, or when she travels so i'll often get sort of the odd new one come in but i don't do a whole replace so our it's pretty it's not very trendy our christmas decorations they're they're all you know 10 to 20 years old <laughs> and they just get pulled out over and over again and put up and that all looks the same so we don't have I don't have to sort or group but I do group it between I've got one box for tree decorations and one box for house decorations so I definitely separate for that so the tree decorations box gets opened up when we're doing the tree and then the house decorations box can stay when we're not, not then rifling through things that belong on tables or belong hanging from the ceiling when we're trying to decorate the Christmas tree. Uh, so I definitely keep those two separate. That's good. I like that. We we bring in, or I, not we, I, <laughs> I have to put my hand up here, bring in probably a few new decorations every year. So we I have a bit of a rotation mm-hmm. of things coming in and out of the house I don't usually just accumulate and accumulate I will bring something new in and if there's something that's looking a little bit tired it might go out but um, a couple of places that I've found so I don't just donate my old looking or tired looking tinsel or decorations to a charity shop with whatever other toys or clothes we're getting rid of I will usually do a little ring around and see if there are some places that would like them. And a couple that I've found time and time again that are quite happy to take Christmas decorations are old folks' homes mm-hmm. because quite often they will put up several Christmas trees because there might be a dining room and a reading room and a visitor's room and that kind of thing. And um, so a lot of them are quite happy to take some tinsel even if it's looking a little shabby around the edges and things like that. Schools and daycare centres as well, especially because lots of things go missing or get broken, Mm. so they're always looking for new stuff. And if you've got um, your local doctor's surgery or dentist, quite often places like that as well, we'll put up a little Christmas tree in the waiting room, but it's not necessarily in the centre's budget to buy new decorations Mm. all the time. So some of those places, so if there's places you're visiting in December and January and you say, oh, I've got a couple of Christmas decorations I don't need anymore, would you guys fancy them? And then they might you might know where their next home is going to be. Obviously, charity shops will take them and are usually happy. But if you want to know where they're going, there's a couple of other suggestions for yeah. you. Yeah, that's a good idea. So we talked a little bit last week about leftovers, but that's a post-Christmas thing as well that needs to be dealt with. Have you got tips for dealing with food post-Christmas, Tara? Yeah, I... I love the challenge of post-Christmas food and all the random bits. It's um, like a new, creating a new menu every meal. Ah, the gourmet chef with comes what you've out of yeah. <laughs> and I do like a challenge. So quite often with our leftovers, obviously depends what you've had, but I like making dishes that generally have a lot of ingredients and no real rules. So things like curries mm. or fried rice or pizzas with the lot and you can put all sorts in them you can use your leftover veggies you could use seafood you could use you know turkey and pop that in at the end or pop that on your pizza and things like that so consider making some dishes that that can use a whole variety of ingredients to rather than just doing turkey sandwiches Mm. 
and using the turkey but still having the veggies left over put them all in together um, I also like freezing fruit this seems to happen to us every year and I haven't quite learned yet but I buy more fruit than we can consume before it goes off yeah. and it's just because there's you know beautiful mangoes and peaches and oh the cherries and all of that and then because there's an abundance of food and we're so fortunate that that's the case in our house I, and I can't stand throwing things out. So I will um, de-seed fruit or peel it if I'm if I need to, and then I will freeze it either in ice cube trays, and then pop those out into little blocks in a bigger container in my freezer, or freeze the whole fruit, and then later on down the track I'll get them out and use them in smoothies and things. Yeah. What about you? Do you do anything with? Food? I do the same as you with the fruit. Uh, I tend to put the whole fruit de-seeded and de-skinned into Ziploc bags in the freezer. So mm-hmm. I have – and sometimes if I'm particularly organised and, and I have a lot, I'll actually make up – like one Ziploc bag will be a whole smoothie. So there'll be like half a banana and bits of apple and bits of mango and a couple of strawberries and um, it'll all sort of just go in that one. So that one whole Ziploc bag just gets dumped straight into the mixer when you want to make a smoothie. And that's great. But if I don't have the time, it's I'll, like a meal in a bag. It, it really is. It's like a meal in a bag. It's really convenient. The other thing I think is key to do is if you've got gifts or you've bought things that you honestly look at and you know that you won't use. So if someone's given you a Christmas cake and you think, oh, I'm not going to, I can't see myself eating that, rather than putting it at the back of the cupboard and dealing with it in six months' mm. time when you clean out your pantry, or if someone's given you a big pot of nuts and you've got a nut allergy or whatever Mm. it is, have a look at them, be honest with yourself and consider taking them to your nearest homeless shelter or Mm. a lot of cities in Australia have food bank facilities as well. And uh, Christmas is a tough time for everyone, but I think we all get so wrapped in our own Christmases and indulgence that sometimes we forget about those less fortunate. So Mm. you could take some of those things, which will honestly go to waste in your house, and yeah. uh, make someone else's Christmas a bit yeah, brighter. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff that we put away for later, but but then later never comes and ends up going in the rubbish because it expires. And so if you can preempt that and donate it before it's expired, then someone at least will get some use out of it and it won't just go in the bin. And some of those food bank places will take some items that are even past their best before date. So if it's, you know grains and pulses and lentils and things like mm-hmm. that a lot of those things they might even take past their date you just got to ring your local center and check. yeah well that's a whole i saw craig Rickcastle from the war on waste speak this year and one of the things that really riles him up is best before dates and because mm-hmm. that doesn't mean like a best before date doesn't mean you can't eat it after it and there's a lot of food wasted because of those best before dates and so, like mm-hmm. you said, you know, there are there's still life in food after a before date with lots of foods. Obviously, milk, <laughs> you might think twice about drinking milk that's two weeks old. But something like you said, like grains and, and oats and things like that, at that best before date is just a suggestion. It's not actually a it will be un- inedible mm-hmm. after this date. It doesn't mean that. So, yeah, we have to remember that too. The other thing I would think of doing and usually do when I'm home is, well, I make up meal plans anyway, and I think we're going to devote a whole episode to this down yeah, the track. Sure. But 
sit down after Christmas, especially if you're not a meal planner, look at what you've got and shop in your own fridge and your own pantry first before you go to the supermarket in that week between Christmas and New Year's. Or even two weeks. And yeah, have a look what you've got and come up with a plan using the leftovers from Christmas and you will feel so much better using that stuff. Even if it's, you know, my kids love a bit of chicken surprise and they're like, what's this, (laughs) mum? This is chicken surprise. What's in it? That's the surprise. Who knows? You know, oh, my kids would whatever hate random. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's got half a jar of mango chutney and whatever else I found in the fridge, you know. But um, and you get a much nicer feeling from that than yeah. And money's often tight after Christmas too. So if you don't have to go to the supermarket and spend a whole lot of money on food, then that's going to feel better too. Absolutely. Well, I think we've got Christmas all wrapped up. Oh, boom tish. Do you like that one? Yeah, I like pun? that one. Well done. You're very funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that I think we are done with, with Christmas and this will be out released in the lead up to Christmas and then we're gonna have um, possibly a week where we're not releasing an episode. Which week is that, Tara? That's gonna be the week between Christmas and New Year, isn't it? Yeah, so next week on the 19th, we're going to release a episode answering all of your listener questions that you've sent in to us. And then the following week, which is Boxing Day, we're going to have a break and then we will be back yep. after that, the very beginning of January. Yep. So if you do have specific questions, if you've listened to a podcast and you've thought, hey, I they didn't really cover that, the way I wanted it or I needed to hear more about that or wonder what they do with this, just write to us and we are more than happy to answer all of those questions. And, in fact, we love getting the questions because it gives us a whole episode right up there, you know, straight away so we don't have to plan anything else. Um, We can just answer your questions. So definitely message us and tell us all about your Christmases and your planning and what you've done and what you're going to do next year and uh, we can maybe talk about it later on. Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review or rating. Please feel free to tell your friends about us if they too would like to be uncluttered. If you would like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or via Facebook and Instagram or on our personal pages at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.